update, Bria has an Instagram page called The Art Geist, oh, where, she, where she just promo, where she where she compares modern and art depictions. Tell us a bit about it, Bri. Um, basically, it's just a, a little thing I do on the side for fun, where I take modern images and compare them to old art. And, you know, there's a lot more comparisons they're very frequent and it's really not that difficult and I love people sending me submissions so check out my page and send me stuff the art guys <laughs> give give them an, an example of what you've compared um you know I've compared an ancient Greek sculpture to a photo of Harry Styles for instance or you know a still from friends with uh, a pieta or an an old master's painting um, but I try to use a lot of different mixed medias, different TV shows, music, you know, everything. So pop culture, I would say. Medusa because she is a very significant milestone in reclaiming female empowerment in the history of art because obviously she has only really been depicted by men throughout history of art and her story I'll tell you a bit about for your cognito. So right Medusa was just plodding along lovely little life actually very beautiful woman and then Poseidon takes a, takes a looky looky and likes her as a hunk so then she he goes in she runs away. She seeks Athena's uh, temple as refuge. But, um, oh no, my friend, because Poseidon jumps in and um, commits rape on Medusa, which was, which you'd think, oh, Athena would look down and see the fact that she was running to her for refuge. But this is alarmingly what then leads to Medusa's further downfall after being raped. Because as soon as you have been raped, your chastity is gone and then you're basically useless as a woman because you can't be married off. Same throughout Greek mythology and um, in Greek history. This is what happens. So then so Medusa is banished and then um, Athena turns her into huge hair for snakes and monstrous and anyone she sees she turns into stone. Literally anyone. You literally get stoned. You literally get stoned. It's petrifying and she's, it's also she's petrifying. She's a bong, effectively. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah, she's a, a bong in a person. A Medusa. Bong, a bong woman. A bong rep. A bong... That's the terminology. Oh, is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah. So, so th this she's very much an ill-fated woman. And um, this, this is what happens throughout Greek mythology, where women suffer at the hands of men and then the female gods who you'd expect to feel for them then can produce more sufferance for them so they end condemn up them. condemn them so a like callisto from arcadia after being raped by zeus was then banished from artemis's tribe and then turned into a bear and then eventually arcus and then eventually a a constellation so effectively they couldn't be more unfeminist if they tried no and that's because those female gods are not a product of of themselves they're a product of what ancient greek men decided them to be so they are exact they, they act as a warning sign against any woman who wants to who wants to not conform to the standards that were supposed to be 
part of their upbringing and life which was a very strict confines feminine Hestia vibe so um can you tell us a bit how Medusa is in, in art in history of art because I, I know Zilch. well it's interesting because early depictions of Medusa um showed her to be extremely grotesque and complying with her gorgonness Mm-hmm. So grotesque, animalistic, and especially unfeminine. So in a lot of early depictions, she's kind of got massive teeth, horrible scrunched up face, and even a beard inside. She was yeah. in initial depictions kind of... Or, there's lots of interpretations of her, basically, and one one is that she was a potropaic symbol, which is supposedly having the power to avert evil influences or bad luck. So she was, in essence, in essence seen as a modern equivalent to the modern evil eye overall she's a pretty complex character i'd say yeah she's, she's complex yeah she's she's very deep um not as complex as oedipus of course um and then it's interesting the snake-haired medusa does not become widespread until ovid describes her um so that's when that image of first course, yeah i remember this because she, and he, yeah, she's she mortal was... and that's ovid describes her and then that's the whole and ovid oh we've missed out the huge part of the story is that eventually she's slayed by by perseus the yeah. son of zeus and danai and um and he's set on the impossible task to bring back her head well that's one interpretation another is that he got drunk at a party and then there was a bet that he would go do it. That's a better version. Bit of Stephen Fry. Oh, I love that. No, but I mean, there's also like, I mean, all the men have glorified <clears throat> Perseus as like this absolute hero who saved humanity from this monster. Oh, you know, but, poor, little, you know, they miss out the fact that she's only a monster because Athena made her oh, a monster. I didn't know all the because she's actually a very powerful character, powerful revolutionary symbol. Yeah. Who was able to who was able to wipe out masses of men who were claiming to be heroes and were seeking Chaos glory. You know, I'd even argue that Medusa just is a symbol of male fear. And Freud goes into this quite a lot, talking about the castration anxiety, you know. The the powerful female woman is what men historically have feared. And you know, in order to deal with it, they demonise her. Totally. Um, so the feminization of monsters and demonization of women. And it's interesting in modern kind of portrayals of her, um, Damien Hurst shot Rihanna, bad girl Riri as she is known, um, for the cover of GQ. And, you know, he was very much playing on this idea of bad girl, you know, Rihanna's mm. bad. In what ways is she's bad? You know, she's she functions by herself. She doesn't need a man. She makes money by herself, you know, all of that. So that's quite interesting. Wait, but was Damien Hurst trying to be ironic with that? Was he trying to say, like, this is classic, the ancient history made it seem like Medusa was oppressed, or was he trying to... I think he was focusing less on the ancient history, but more on the fact that, you know, showing Rihanna as the ultimate modern woman, I'd say. Oh, I see. Oh, so he was glorifying how bad she was. Yeah, her badness is a good thing. Oh, wicked! She's, you know, because now bad means... As, as things often happen, you know, sick, a bad thing originally now comes to mean something good. Yeah. So to be bad now is... Same as French. Yeah. Because I've been learning anyway. Yeah. Didn't... Okay, so this is what I know about Freud. He said that the snakes replace the penis and that his fe- his theory... The penis replaces the snakes or the snakes replace the penis? No, the, what? I thought it was oh, yeah, snakes yeah, yeah. replace yeah. the penis. They, and it's basically a classic case of castration complex. But 
but it's just a classic example that women are feared and often murdered and this is this is like it's the same as the Salem witch trials that scary women yeah. who actually were making way in their world and then suddenly just cut down the, the men just slant, can't do with it slandered they couldn't handle it so they make them a witch or a monster it's a, it's a managing technique exactly yeah, so, give, give us some more examples of how she's been depicted. So, you know, she was depicted in ancient times on a plethora of objects, you know, jewellery, armour, which is interesting armour because maybe a sign of fierceness and strength. Yeah, totally. So there's quite a lot of juxtaposing depictions of her, but, um, you know, a lot on ancient vases and jewellery, you know, all of that. Um, what is interesting about the character of Medusa is that she often is depicted facing forward, which is unlike... The, the figures in art of the time. So ancient Greek and Roman art, you know, they're classically turned or, like, to an angle, whereas Medusa is very frontal. Um, and, you know, I was thinking about this, and I think in, in, in one way she could be seen as one of the first interlocutors in art, because an interlocutor is basically, if you look at an altarpiece, it's the one figure who looks at the audience while everyone else is looking at Christ and Mary, or looks out and and causes you to, and makes you engage with God. Oh. So, you know, by Medusa looking out, she's frontal and she's facing the viewer. Um, um, so, yeah, so she was initially quite a grotesque figure, but then in in the classic vein of Greek idealisation of human, humanism and of the human form, this this pursuit of perfection, which is so obvious in, in the art of the time, is... is exemplified into pictures of Medusa because she goes from kind of grotesque to gorgeous she then suddenly appears to have not suddenly gradually I should say smooth skin and shapely lips and she becomes quite attractive yeah um so we could I suppose alluring but sinister so that that becomes that overrides the grotesqueness and the gorgonness that she originally had I watched this new film Letaria's Clash of the Titans wouldn't recommend personally mm. and um, Medusa is so sexy like, yeah. she's like she's like this sexy figure she's got boobs she's got a really nice bum like she's clearly sexualized to the max and, yeah. she, and she is she is slayed by Perseus who were like these heroic sort of like Brad Pitt type figures yeah. and I just thought like how classic is this that it's it's even though they it could be about her power and her superiority, she's made really sexualized and then also slayed at the same time. Yeah, it, so, I always remember when I was reading the story. Maybe I watched, I read an illustrated version that I found it so deeply annoying that she had snakes on her head because she would be so pretty without them. And I found it really annoying, and I really wanted her and Perseus to probably snog, but he ended yeah, up prob- having to kill her. Probably would have snogged, and it took. She wraps her tail around all these people in this in the Clash of the Titans, and is so. powerful powerful and mm. yet fate is saying that Perseus should eventually be able to save and then he is named a hero it's just so like he slays her and then he's a hero for slaying yeah. the Gorgon it's just all wrong really also a really interesting thing is that you know classical artists often think of all the classical hybrid monsters that you can think of you know Gorgon Sirens Sphinx they're all female hybrids yeah you know and I think that's quite crucial monsters. yeah and they're all really mysterious and, and scary. They, and they cause huge obstructions to men. Yeah. Like Odysseus going back to Ithaca. Yeah. Hercules. Until they can finally complete their goal. It's, it's yeah. actually really funny. It's exactly the same as the Aeneid. That this guy, okay, Aeneas is trying to get back from Troy to go found Rome. And he falls in love with this woman called Dido. The same as Mark Antony fell in love with Cleopatra. 
and it's about Aeneas conquering this sexual fantasy and and like he's only a hero if he con if he founds Rome so he's mm-hmm. told by God that you need to leave this woman behind even though he's totally like fallen in love with her same as Theseus and Ariadne he eventually leaves her because he's told if he's going to go back to Athens and be a king, then he needs to leave Ariadne behind. So yeah. even though she helps him become a hero, he then leaves her. Yeah. And so, yeah, Aeneas then drops Dido, goes on and founds Rome. Mm-hmm. And then it's the same as Mark Antony. The, people say that his downfall was because he fell into the sexual allure of Cleopatra. Yeah. So it's basically like, don't stay away from women. They're, they're terrifying. Yeah. I mean, they're going to cause a kerfuffle. You know. And in, term, in art history terms... Medusa, I guess, could be seen as one of the first femme fatales, which became a really totally prevalent kind of theme, K- I guess. Quite K- K- a femme fatale. Femme fatale, you know, the kind of using... <clears throat> I don't know if anyone's familiar with kind of paintings like Manet's Olympia. It's, it's where a woman is using her femaleness to her advantage and like it's seen as like very powerful, powerful over the male. Oh, nice. There's lots of different variations of femme fatale, but yeah, that's, that's kind of... No, I'm, I'm into that. Um, but you know um, how you said she's gone from gorgeous Gorgon, gro- grotesque, grotesque to gorgeous. gorgeous should be the title yeah it's um interpretation of her where she looks almost feline so she's so she's been portrayed as a bird and a snake and animalistic she, yeah she's very animalistic so Another gives birth to Pegasus, a bull, after she's slayed by the Gorgon because Poseidon raped her. So loads of people think she's beheaded and killed in a really ritualistic manner, like Mm. an animal. And then after the process has happened, like whilst the process in which her like severed body and her sexuality is stripped from her, and then she gives birth, so she's fulfilled the function of the mother, and then she's gone ski. Then she goes pretty depressed. So is that how she dies? Yeah, well, yeah. So Perseus uses his mirror and like sees her, so that he doesn't have to be petrified yeah. by her. And then doesn't he carry her head in a bag? Yeah. And then what happens? He he gives it to someone. God, actually, I don't know who he gives it to. No, relevant. He goes. Yeah, boring. <laughs> I know he goes and saves like classic. He goes and saves this other woman who's attached to the cliff called Andromeda. Bria, can you please tell us a bit about the most like famous artistic versions of Medusa? Of course. I think if you cast your mind back, Sophie, I think maybe we were in Milan and we saw Caravaggio's Medusa. Oh, of course. Yeah. So what a day. P- potentially the most one of the most famous Caravaggio. For Beautiful. those who don't know, he was. He's you know he's a complete hero of western art uh you know all the kind of hollywood lighting that you see in today's films and pictures caravaggio was he was he used a technique called chiaroscuro which was rendering light and dark shadow and light and if anyone hasn't seen that his paintings go and see them straight away because they're the most dramatic paintings along with his severe aggressive naturalism that made his work so amazing and i think it was pretty much the biggest maverick Miles's trousers. Yeah, so he his Medusa, he did two versions painted in 1596 and one in 1597. Um, and a poet at the time comments commented on his painting, flee if your eyes are petrified in amazement, she will turn you to stone. So, you know, Caravaggio's naturalism combined with ideas about Medusa at the time, they, they work so well together yeah. to create a really astounding and shocking piece of work. And I think it's pretty scary, actually, when you look at it. It's really it's pretty scary. Visceral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like very aggressive, but she's still got a bit of beauty. She's got a nice skin. And yeah, no, she And the does. snakes are painted really beautifully. Yeah, they are. Comes at you really quick. It's an atondo, so it's really it's quickly. it's rounded. Oh, an atondo, eh? Yeah. 
Atomday. <laughs> Love it. Um, and then we have slightly later Rubens, head of Medusa. Um, I'm picking, you know, the most the most classic famous examples here. So that was painted in 1617 to 18, and she was depicted here as more than a horrifying creature. So some interpretations of this work have seen Medusa both as a triumph over stoic reason over the foes of virtue and nice. as the possibility of controlling passions and exercising stoical equanimity through is this impeccable about, realism. Is this about rejecting her? Yeah, I think this is just remodelling her. Because I'd just quite like to know what these men were thinking when they were painting, like whether whether they were painting her, trying to glorify her. Because there have been... I think, as you said, plethora of interpretations, and there've been people who have made her like naked, lying on a yeah. bed. These ones actually sound like they are more. These are kind of, I'd say, less sexualized. Like the Rubens one, I think he he was really captivated by the drama of the whole event, and for Rubens especially, he he employed lots of other painters to paint the. There's lots of wildlife, so the snakes in the animals, the snakes in his work were supposedly painted from real life casts. Wow. So you know. The, the new age of naturalism and looking closely and realism, I think, combines Ruben really, both a powerful image visually and he's obsessed with the story as well. Yeah. Well, so many artists loved Greek mythology. Yeah. Who was that guy we saw in Dublin? Francis Bacon. Yeah. He does loads of, of Aeschylus I mean, yeah. stuff. Yeah. I could, you know, there's so many more examples. I could go on all I day. Could, I could literally stop me if you will. Oh, I might just, might just have to, Brie. <sighs> yeah. I might I might talk about the first time that she was depicted and it's still it's still around today. Do you, do you know can you pinpoint that? Yeah, I can. As far as we know, it was in 580 BC within the temple of Artemis in Corfu and we can, yeah. apparently can still see it. Haven't seen it. Depicts her wearing a belt of um snakes. So snakes. Well, to be honest, Ovid was not depicting her in art. He was depicting her in his writing. In words. And he, as I've said, he was just talking about how she was a beast and Ovid was a legend and Persis was a legend. And yeah, as it was so much more monstrous at the beginning. Another point is that um, in Mary Bid's book, she talks about how famous female politicians, I think Angela Merkel, yeah. was used, you know, there was a meme made of her and she, she was put as the face of Medusa. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, so it's, you know. But Here, well, I've got another... I've got another referral here. Uh-huh. So she's also been on sites of rituals as burial monuments. And um, she's been like Medusa's mouth of the earth as a cave to reach the underworld. So basically like the head is a head of a vulva. Relax, guys, not that kind of <laughs> vulva. It's basically the Greek name for the entrance. And um, well, it just it just reminds us basically that we shouldn't take a female monster at face value because we we must weigh up her benefits against her monstrous. Well, that's what they should have done against her monstrous attributes because that she's actually been taken into a worldview of consideration of from the next two thousand five hundred years as actually something useful, like you said, as something protective and as something that is the mouth of an earth mouth of the earth in order to reach the underworld i hope you guys enjoy getting stoned yeah probably i need a drink of water right now i've got a dry throat not not gonna do a medusa bong for at least a week (laughs) thanks so much for coming on brewski omg no worries see ya
Boombox.